Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. They say Tempest Fugit, time flies, it certainly does. Uh, the future looks very distant, but when you look back, well, time certainly does pass by quickly. And with time in mind, reminding you that this coming weekend, winter time begins, the clocks fall back. Fall back, spring forward, fall back. They go back this weekend and we're into a stretch then of a little more light in the mornings, but less come evening time and our Louise was chatting away to me about this good old the other day and we said we'd have a chat with you about it as well and what you were talking about Louise uh, most devices look with the phones and everything nowadays it just changes automatically you don't have to worry about it anymore you know just stay in bed for the extra hour unless you have little ones well unless you have little ones is right we'll be coming to that in a little while as well anyway your thing, and, and, and this was interesting, that's what I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. to the listeners today. You were talking about the clocks that actually don't change. Mm-hmm. That we, you have to change Well, you have to change them. Mm-hmm. First of all, have you any clocks per se in your house no. that you have to manually change? No, because I don't have any clocks in my house. Okay, I have one. One, okay. one, no, sorry, beg your pardon. Oh, God, I'll be killed. We have two. One in the kitchen, you know, that's uh, there mm-hmm. all the time. That has to be adjusted, right? It's a battery clock we adjust at the hour. And I have one in the hall, a beautiful chiming clock. Now, I don't have it switched on all the time. I must record it someday and bring it in and let you hear it. It's beautiful. I cha- That would have to is be changed. Is that battery as well, as well or is it wind up? Oh, no, it's wind up. Wind. It's a wind up clock and, and it has a lovely chime in it. Mm-hmm. Actually, it needs attending to. Uh, it needs fixing because the chimes don't match. The numbers, you understand? At one o'clock, it could be chiming oh, five that's times. Oh, brilliant. You see, that would annoy you. That, oh, I that think that really, would be brilliant. That really gets to I, me. I wouldn't fix that. Would you not? No, I'd love that. Five chimes at one? Yeah. Oh, you would know where you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd love it. And I would. You're that right. That would be great. You're right. I just couldn't Talking take that point. at all. Anyway, I have to get that clock fixed. That's, that's another item. But here's the thing you were talking about. Let's stay in the house for a minute. Cookers. Time, mm. there's, the, there's time and date on cooking on my oven, it, it, it'll show the time, yeah. And, and it's day, always wrong. The time is on yours. The mm. time is on yours. So that, can you adjust that? I don't know about the date. I'm sure if you pressed it. But it's probably there it's as well. But I know what you're talking well. about. You, so, you can, but it just, it's very fiddly. So I just so leave it. on your cooker, it yeah. gives the current time. Mm-hmm. Not the timing for, you know, if you're doing something and using no, the timer on it. No, the time. It, it actually has the so time in the cooker. if you put it in for 20 minutes, you know it's Okay, so you, you, you should adjust that one. But the other should. one, here's the one. To. Here's the other one. This is the one, folks. Mm-hmm. And I think Louise is on the money here. Your car. Yep. The car doesn't adjust automatically. Well, most I don't know about the really newer oh, models. Maybe new ones too. Maybe new. Does right. yours? No, I don't no. know. No, no. Maybe the really newer ones, but a lot of cars don't 
Anyone out there with a car that the clock adjusts automatically for winter time, let us know. Better give you the number now. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. No, mine don't. So, yeah, and yours doesn't. doesn't either. So, in other words, <laughs> last spring, when it was supposed to spring forward, did you do anything with it? No. Well, do you know something? Don't do anything. Uh, I, Say nothing. Don't. I'm going to tell you. Don't do anything. When it turns this weekend... Your clock will be right in the car. No, it'll be wrong because it, it's right at the minute. Oh, it's right at the minute. Yeah. How is so it was right? All, I don't know. It must be when I bought the car or something <laughs> that it might, must have been in spring. But it's right at the minute. Okay. But from Sunday, it'll be I, wrong, it'll be wrong will for you six touch months it? of the year. Will you touch it? No. You don't go near? No. But that would drive you mad, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> no, I'd have, to, I'd have to fix it. I'd have to fix it. L- l- let's see. What about listeners? Do you do you adjust the time in your car? Do you just leave? It doesn't bother you at all. Let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Do you change the car time with the different uh, clock seasons, spring and uh, and winter time? Or do you leave it alone? We'd love to know from you today. Yeah, do that you reckon one. most would? I don't know. I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. That's why maybe the listeners will guide us today. Let's see what comes into late lunch. Do you change the time of the clock or do you bother your barony? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Um, yeah. I would if I had a, like if I had a clock in the house, I would change it. Right. But but with the oven and the car, no, I wouldn't bother. Okay, like my battery clock in the kitchen, you change that. Yeah, I would. Ah, good woman. That's not so bad. If um, I had a clock. Too many have- people have clocks. I'd say lots of people have clocks. I'd say they do. But, you know, years ago... The chicken drives my other half (laughs) mad. So the batteries always get taken out. Correct. I have clocks that do not tick. Oh. My my thing in the kitchen, well, it's low. You just wouldn't hear it. But a ticking clock. Yet I remember years ago going into houses with the traditional clock and there it would be ticking along. You know, nicely Mm. ticking along. With the pendulum. Yeah. I'm like you. I could not sleep if there was a ticking clock in the room. I couldn't go sleep. I can't sleep. I have to have. I can't sleep in any distract. But there you are. A ticking clock couldn't. No, no, no. Just couldn't altogether. But look, when you think about years ago, we had to change. And I remember on this show, sure, <laughs> we're on that long, telling people, reminding them to change the clock that there wouldn't be a disaster and they missed something because of the hour. Not anymore with the automatic change. But again, let's. I'm picking you up on something you said to me. Not in recent days but didn't you tell me before that many moons ago in Navin your dad told you about people who brought the time from Dublin was that right? My grandfather was a clockmaker and a jeweller in Navin now you're talking um, early 1900s I'm guessing okay and his job because he was the clockmaker he would have to go to the train station in Navin which was in operation back then and the time would get sent down from Dublin. So he'd meet the train yeah. and adjust his own clock or watch accordingly to match Dublin time. And then he'd go on his horse and carriage all around the big houses around Navin and adjust their clocks accordingly to for the right time. Wow. Mm. So the time came down from Dublin. Well, that was really, really interesting. Mm. Oh, this Joanne. Joanne, thank you for getting in touch with us. Love your message. Jerry. I changed mine and also put it five minutes fast so I'll always <laughs> be on time for work. I tried that. Uh, it is a good idea in theory. 
What you need to do, Joanne, is get somebody else to put it forward for you and not tell you how much it's forward by. Uh, Louise in the dock. Hi, Louise. Nice to hear from you this afternoon. Another Louise. Oh, I absolutely changed my clock in the car. I would be so confused if I didn't. Would you? I know another Louise. I don't think. I don't think she'd be confused. Do you know another Louise? Of what might we do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't change the clock in the car, says Anne from Kells. Yeah, Anne. But I do change the house clock. Yeah. Mm, you know, interesting. Look, some people it wouldn't even bloody bother because you have the phone in your pocket. But, you know, there there you go. Um, I, I wonder, you know the way it goes kind of back and forwards on a Saturday? Yeah. So it's Sunday morning. Mm. So now I know you're saying now, look at all the most people go by their phones in the morning Mm. for time and that automatically just but I wonder is there anyone out there kind of pre-phone pre-mobile phone yeah that maybe missed uh, their work or a football match there's people missed many things because of the and oh there are Louise there are mm. there are have you have or a story or used it as an excuse yeah 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 yeah, yeah if you have let us know we were having a bit of crack about the time and uh, winter saving summer whatever you call it saving it, time winter sa- it's winter saving time isn't that what they call it at this time when the clocks you uh, Did you ever turn yes, up late yes, early? Yes. Early, I'd mm. say. You, you'd turn up early, wouldn't be late, never be late. Uh, when I was an altar boy in the oh. Dominican church, <laughs> which wasn't today or yesterday. You, had, you said two masses instead of one. I said two, yeah. I was there. <laughs> I actually, can I tell you what you I did? Be early. I woke the bloody priests. <laughs> yeah, I got them up for me. <laughs> I was always told I could say mass. Anyway, there you go. Maybe that's why I'm sitting behind this microphone. Anyway, listen, we were, you mentioned about uh, the children and uh, time, etc. Well, just before coming on air, I gave him a shout. Good friend of ours, Rory O'Connor from Rory Stories. And uh, he has young children. And I began by asking him, will he benefit from the extra hour in bed this Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time since uh, since that happened, Jerry. Uh, now, I think for anyone who has kids under the age of, well, certainly five, knows that it's it's going to be a long day on, on uh, Sunday. Because, um, uh, yeah, my house, our kids don't listen to clock change. And so uh, I can't say I'm looking forward to it, Jerry, to be honest with you. <laughs> so they're early risers anyway, and it's going to happen even earlier now. You're not going to enjoy that extra hour. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it's our our gang would be ah, kind of anything between six and seven. Um, you know that kind of mark. So, like this morning, as God is me judge, I was down here at five fifty-four a.m. watching the Polar Express while he was having a bowl of crunching cornflakes. Uh, <laughs> I was going, Jesus Christ! And if you think about that, that's four fifty-four a.m. next week. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the night in anyone's eyes like so uh, yeah it's always yeah like and there's nothing to put them to bed a bit later and all nah their, their clocks are like ours they're, they'll be waking up at six which would be essentially five and yeah it's it's a long time till the coffee shop's open anyway <laughs> so you'll be going for the midday snooze along with them or early afternoon you'll be whacked yeah, again, again, uh, my my inner past are naps, so uh, I don't think that that'll be an option either. But uh, yeah, it's like my eldest is actually um, she is uh, eleven on Sunday, so um, it'll be all go for her. Because um, you know, as as I'm reminded a lot on social media, like people often say, "Oh, Rory, uh, enjoy them days." Like, and by them days, you mean the nappies and the no sleeping and the tantrums. 
Uh, average listeners, people say, what is sleep when you have kids, especially like the young ones, like what is sleep, like really, like even now, like to be all right, like they're not great, they never were great, but even now, like you're still, you know, it's just one thing or another, either him waking up, coming in, and the little one now, she's nearly three, and she waking up, and you just hear, mommy, mommy, I need a pee, I need a pee, and up and bring her into the toilet and back in, and then ask her, listen. The joys, Jerry. the joys. <laughs> it's part and parcel. Can you remember back to the days when you were single? And, you know, as a teen and that, the way you lay in bed. Did you, were you a liar in all day? Did you take your long rests? Yeah, to be honest with you, I was never a good sleeper, Jerry. myself personally. And, and I never was, like, even, like, my mum, like, obviously Christmas Eve is another kettle of fish, but I was exceptional. Like, there was no, I think one year, I think one year they just had to let me go downstairs about half one or two o'clock in the morning. They just couldn't deal with me anymore, like, because um, the you know the I suppose it's ADHD again with the awareness Jerry like I was diagnosed with that and you know everything makes sense now but when I was a young lad back in the 90s like sure there's no such thing as, as any awareness you're just wired like and, and yeah so I I was always usually when I woke up I was the one up watching you know say the cartoons a young lad then after that you'd be up and you'd be just up and about. I was always the first up in my house since as long as I remember growing up. So I was never... Like, I enjoy my sleep. Like We go to bed early in this house now uh, because I was early risers. Like, but, yeah, I, I, you know, six, seven-hour man would do me grand and up I go again. Just, yeah, that's the way I'm wired and I suppose it hasn't changed since, like... There you go. So not an issue for you, but for a lot of people, you know, the way they say teens slept in all day, you'd be pulled out of the bed and get going and that. But that was the uh, the entitlement of, of a teenager. Anyway, uh, winter time upon us, darker days, a little bit extra light in the morning time, of course. Have you any view on the old changing of the clocks? Would you leave it be or do you think it makes sense? Yeah, I personally leave it be. Like, again, I'm sure there is some signs behind it, but... Uh, the problem is 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 the car. Like uh, I don't actually know how to change uh, my 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 clock on my car. There, uh, I'm sure it's simple enough. But again, uh, simple things that would blow my mind. And it's 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 an hour. So what? It's an hour behind that minute. And then I'm trying to think. Will it be two hours? Then I'm trying to think. I never touched it at all. So I think it could be two hours. <laughs> Uh, off, off, off uh, on my car, like so. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> it usually takes a year to like, get me me car clock back on track again, <laughs> you know. And then and then it's grand for six months, and then it's uh, it's off the rails then for a couple, of, you know, an hour or two, and then back again normal in a year. Like, so you're not uh, a man. You're not a man, Rory, that bothers about the changing of the clock in your car or anything else. No. No, 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 not really. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I could probably go like an endless amount of time, you know, with the clock in the house. But again, Jerry, like a clock in your house is not the, the force it was back before the, yeah. the smartphones and all. You just have to say, Alexa, what time is it? And she'll tell you, like, <laughs> there's, you know what I mean? We, we, we do have a, a clock in, in, in the kitchen, of course, like for the mayhem, you know, in the mornings. But with the way things are now, everyone looking at the phones and iPads and Alexa telling you how you want, like, do you know what I mean? They're not as... So it could go a few weeks with the one in the kitchen, uh, you know, off track for an hour. If I had my way, but uh, my wife would be more uh, OCD about stuff like that, so I'm sure she'll be changing the first thing on Sunday. Like. <laughs> 
I, I think I've just been calculating here in my head while you were talking. If you didn't change the clock from the last change in springtime, I think your clock in the car will be spot on this time. Just leave it alone. Yeah, no, I just, I, 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 uh, I, I hadn't a quick mathematical head me to figure out we were talking, but you reckon I, I could be back square so. then come Sunday, like? Yeah, I think so. I think you're sorted come Sunday. The only problem is those early rises in your house. Well, that's uh, many, many houses across the northeast and beyond with the same issue. Anyway, it is heading into winter time. You're so good to us. Lovely to talk to you again today. Thanks for joining me in late lunch, Rory. No bother, Jerry. Mind yourself. Rory, uh, what a man. Great guy. To change or not to change your clocks in the car or the kitchen. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Thank you, Ollie and Navin. Yes, Jerry. Will and always change the time as would have me in more trouble than normal, says Ollie. Thank you so much indeed. Another listener there, uh, Dundalkway, telling me that never change clocks in our house or our car so you just go with the flow leave it as it is and you have it on your smartphone for sure yes as a Culmullen listener I always change the clock in the car when the seasons change it bugs me if it's out by an hour thank you car changes itself I change the clocks in my house wouldn't leave them it would drive me mad says Marie and we have a question there for Tony Conlon is coming up a little bit later on in the show 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with us this afternoon we're heading towards top of the hour too. So there can only be one song. It's the rats and clockwork. On Virgin Media One, hosted by Brian Dowling, it's called The Salvage Squad. It's a terrific show, I have to say. I've seen it myself, and it's back. And next Sunday, it features a couple from Dundalk. And we have one... Oh, my God, oh, my God. Did I say Did, did I say Dundalk? You did say Dundalk. Very different, very oh, different town. What? Oh, my God almighty. From Drogheda, yeah, born and raised. Well, well I'm, oh, well, I'm Dundalk. I, I can tell you what, they better change their press releases that they send out, <laughs> because I'm only following instructions. Anyway, Mea Culpa, Culpa from Drogheda they are indeed we have one half of the couple here today it's Paul Hayes and Leah Rossiter it's their home and I can tell you joining me on the line is one of the designers from the show Peter Irvine Peter welcome to the show Hi how's it going thanks for having me None at all you're very welcome to late lunch before we talk to Leah Rossiter from Drogheda uh, you <laughs> might tell us or uh, let, let our listeners know about the show the, 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 the whole process what happens because there may be some that are not familiar with it Peter Sure. Uh, so The Salvage Squad, it's a brand new show to Virgin Media. Um, it's basically, it's one of those addictive home makeover shows where there's jeopardy and you don't know whether the design's going to work out, but it's got a little twist. Every single thing we use has to be salvaged. It has to be secondhand, sustainable at its core, and you have to take freebies. It's all about promoting interior design with like a sustainable motive at heart. So there is no nothing new, nothing new at all. New is out. Is that what you're saying, Peter? Absolutely nothing new. It's just um, it's a way of educating people that we don't always have to shop brand new. First of all, um, it's, it gives us as designers a real challenge, and it just makes everyone think differently about the way they design their homes. And is it a full makeover for a home, or do you select a room in the home? 
it's just one room to be one fair. Room. Um, it's yeah. not a whole yeah, yeah one room and we um i as a designer would work along with the family so i had the pleasure of working with leah and paul to do their living room in their little cottage um it's an, they have an extended home but the original cottage of their beautiful home in drahada lovely 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 and tell me this when you say that nothing is new are there items that you can bring straight in with nothing to do to them or may you have items that come in and need some attention as well a bit of work uh well you can use new items if they have a sustainable like a sustainable kind of sourcing method or you know they're not manufactured through a mass market process um it's all about promoting a greener way of living shall we say but with the time period that we have and the budget, which is only €1,000, um, you're restricted. Uh, quite often, sustainable materials tend to be a bit more expensive. So shopping secondhand and on marketplace charity shops tends to be the way to go, just given the budget and the time frame. Yeah, but what I was getting at was, you know, you pick up items in those places that need a bit of work yeah. before they become, yeah. you know, usable. Is that part of the show as well? Oh, totally. We're yes. there. Um, not, nothing is ever perfect. You can't just find everything you need. So I understand. we need to adapt certain things yeah. and uh, use certain things that Leah and Paul may have already had in their home and try and make them work better or just look aesthetically more to the scheme that we're going for. Terrific. Stay there with me for a moment. Leah Rossiter sure. from Drogheda and their cottage is with me on the show. Paul Hayes can't be here with us today. Anyway, tell us about this. How did you get involved with these people? How did you, how were you selected? Yeah, um, well, I just want to say hi, Peter. Uh, hi. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, so basically, no, it was actually a friend of mine um, who who had mentioned basically about the show and, uh, and so, yeah, so we applied and there was an interview process and and um, yeah, no, it, it just sounded like really fun, like something that we wouldn't normally kind of do. I mean, myself and Paul aren't um, the most handiest or have that kind of uh, interior design vision, yes, I guess. Okay. Um, so, and see, we have this cottage, which the whole cottage is the sitting room, but we literally we had one function for half the room but the rest of the room was like we just didn't know what to do with it so we just put things along the wall and then now after the makeover it was absolutely amazing like for like a budget of 1000 euros like Peter came in like he's amazing oh my god I have such an appreciation for interior designers because like what he had he had such a vision in his head that I'm like how like I never would have been able to do what he did to our room and it's absolutely fabulous it's still the same we haven't changed anything and um, no oh, it's it's a beautiful beautiful room so it is we love it but it's transformed oh, with completely. Peter's touch and what you've brought to the room yeah it's completely transformed like we have like three different functions of the room now um, and it's great for entertaining our friends and that um, we love having games nights we also have a young toddler so it's also a multifunctional space for her as well and um, no it is it's absolutely amazing and it was really fun to do I mean myself and Paul got involved in some of the handiwork as well Um and yeah it's really opened up our eyes of what you can do with you know salvaging you know different pieces of furniture and um, looking in different places uh, and nooks and crannies you know mm. different shops different Aladdin's caves out there and um, has definitely given us a bit more uh, I guess uh, impetus to try and maybe do a bit more DIY around our own house as well <laughs> Peter mentioned about you know the contrast in the house the old cottage and the addition to it which is, is newer yeah. Has the transformation of the room in the old cottage 
you know, in a way, held it in its time or of its time of an old cottage. Oh, yeah. It's still like, it's still, that was one thing that myself and Paul really wanted to try and be respectful for of the old cottage yeah. and of the history that's in the building itself. And um, no, Peter really, really kept all that. So like, you know, stylistically, there's some really kind of old kind of antique pieces in there um, that really, you know, suit the room. Um, we've got this old kind of brickwork as well. And it's great. Like, it feels like... Like um, it's it just it feels like such a cosy cave almost of, you know, a hundred years ago, but also is kind of modern at the same time, Terrific. and it's it's just beautiful, yeah. Ah, that's great to hear. Hey, there's oh, a love in going on here today, Peter, between <laughs> herself and yourself. Obviously, as people to work with, you often see on these programs where there can be divergence of opinion, a little, you know, difference. Oh yeah, of the, course. There was yeah, nothing like yeah. that, Peter. Was it? Were they great to work with? <laughs> They were a fantastic couple to work with. Um, obviously, what I was bringing to the table, as you will see on Sunday night, was quite a dramatic transformation. And um, Leah and Paul, Leah more so, and like, <laughs> you'll see that on the show. Do you know, she's laughing. Yes, yeah, she Paul is. More traditional, yeah, Paul has a more traditional view of interior design, and that is totally okay. But what I was there to do, I wasn't there to disrespect anyone's home or push them beyond. So, of course, if I ever went too far, I would have reined in. But... I'm really happy that Paul came with both Leah and I on that journey and we just kind of went 100% to the vision and I'm really just it's so happy to hear Leah speak like that and just how happy she is with the space and how they still make use of it. Leah, without giving too much away, pick one item from the room that you say above all else you absolutely love. Something that's come into the room that you say, wow. Um, oh God, that's really hard. Of course uh, it is. That's meant to be. Come on, I'm testing you. I don't you. know. There's so many. I, I guess with the show is that you do get to upcycle a piece of, her, of furniture that okay. was already in the room. Oh. And so yeah. uh, what we chose was my grandmother's uh, dresser and which was just, you know, an old pine dresser. And now it's completely different. Like it's completely transformed. It really is perfect for where it is in the space. And it really goes with the rest of the space. And it's totally like, you know, it's not just a pine dresser now. Mm. It's still my grandmother's dresser but it also is this you know beautiful different kind of dresser and it's a completely different colour I won't give anything away because that would give too much away sure. but you have to watch the show on Sunday uh, That's a lovely touch uh, that's really yeah. sentimental really lovely and uh, you know a link in your family as well exactly. that is now in your home What about you Peter? Pick one thing What the, from your perspective if you were to say without giving we don't want to give away too much we want people to watch the oh. show on Sunday What about you? I was really, really happy with the sofa set that I brought into the space and I got for an absolute mm -hmm. bargain of uh, collectively 60 euro. What? Um, yeah. It, yeah, it may not be everyone's taste, but I I think I said to Liam Paul, I was like, if you don't want it, I will take it. Um, it's just one of those Marmite pieces of furniture that I absolutely fell in love with and found really difficult to part with, but um, it kind of it worked really well with the vision, so... Mm. And it's really comfy as well, which helps. <laughs> I know, it is. It is so comfy. Peter, they've tested it. Mm, they've tested it, yeah. <laughs> it's comfy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of blushing good on in here. On both sides of the microphones, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, isn't it wonderful, you know, to uh, realise, Peter, you know, that what you've done for a family, you know, with your vision, your ability and everything. It's such job satisfaction. It is. Um, throughout my kind of career in retail and styling, it often tends to be very temporary um, happiness in terms of like 
just trends and seasons, whereas to do interiors for people and families, and especially working with the family to do it, to watch Lee and Paul enjoy the process of learning and kind of creating their home themselves, and then knowing that I've left them with this lasting kind of happiness, is, it really means a lot. Ah, good on you. Leah, anyway, Sunday night it is. You're going to star on Virgin One Television, The Salvage Squad. And of course, to mention Mr. Brian Dowling, who is the host. He is the host, Oh, he had so much as well. That is for sure. But you've got to see it, folks. And it's airing at what time? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. A thousand euro budget. Nothing new. Everything upcycled, free-cycled, sustainable, second-hand, yeah. salvaged, you name it, and it yeah. looks a million dollars. Now, Leah, all yourself and Paul have to do is open up your doors and invite everybody in. Everybody and in. to enjoy Game what... <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Listen, Peter, thank you for joining me. Looking forward to seeing it Sunday. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Not at all. Take care. And Leah, many years of happiness to yourself and Paul. Thank you very much. In the house and the room. Thank you for joining us today. You've really whet our appetite. Oh, yeah. No problem. (laughs) Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. It's time for our Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'm supposed to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Back to 1979 today for the number two in the UK charts released on the RAK Records label written by Nicky Chin, Mike Chapman and a fellow well-known fellow, Mickey Most. It was recorded by British pop group Racy. It went to two in Britain, two in Ireland, but it was a big number one, yes, in Australia, New Zealand and South Africa, but fell just short here. Yes, it's Racy. Some girls, you're two on Tuesday. CR2 on Tuesday, uh, number two in the charts, the 15th, 22nd and 29th of April 1979. Couldn't make it to top spot, but no surprise really, because the one that occupied number one was there for six weeks. When I tell you it was written by Mike Batt and performed by Art Garfunkel, it is the soundtrack from, it was written for the soundtrack of the brilliant movie Watership Down. Yes, the one that kept Racy from top spot. It's art and bright eyes. I love that song. 
I really, really do. Art Garfunkel and Bright Eyes, the song that prevented races, some girls making number one on the UK charts. That was our two and Tuesday. That's the blocker, as we call it, the one that prevented it getting to top spot. And the jury is now sitting in session. Let's go over to Judge Judy and see what she has to say. Which for you, please? (laughs) Oh, here, that song gives me shivers every time I hear it. Mm. Absolutely no contest. Bright eyes for you. Bright eyes for me. Bright eyes for me too. <laughs> Can we play it again? <laughs> I could, but we'd be shot. Yeah, true. Great song though. Ah, it is a great mm. song. And as I said, I remember seeing that movie for the first time, uh, Watership <gasps> Down. And, uh, Have you ever watched it since? Never. No. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Could you? I'm not one for ever watching movies no. twice, to be honest with it you. Very sad. Very sad. Very, very sad movie. I'm thinking of me and the rabbits and everything and all the rabbits that I murdered in my lifetime. <laughs> it Thousands even, it of even them. melted your and heart. And me going, sh- going ferreting and oh my God almighty indeed and we did but we did it to, <laughs> to survive to live to be honest with you anyway yeah uh, yeah, it was a real touching movie it was and I love rabbits I have great time for bunny rabbits I really would have I'd pet rabbits myself when I was a kid yeah, yeah. I, I, I kept pet rabbits I remember <laughs> I had white ones and they didn't last too long and then I got we got brown rabbits and a black rabbit and they escaped <laughs> A bit like the mice. I have some stories to write about. Keeping, she didn't really let them go. Keeping pets. Oh, why did they escape? They just escaped. Mm. Don't they? they escape. Things mm. like that happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they, do. they do if you let the cage open. Anyway, on the clocks, listen to this, Louise. Michael Smith rang in to say he's given up changing his clocks. Oh, Michael. You see... He has 87 <laughs> miniature clocks and he says as by the time I get them all changed <laughs> it'll be spring again and I'll have to change them all back. <laughs> I love yeah, it, right. Michael. I love it. Thanks for getting in touch. So which one, on one does show. it go by? Who knows? Mm. <laughs> all, one. They all look the same. Imagine them all chiming at the same time if you had something like that. It must be un- un- unbelievable. <laughs> Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Just to mention something before we go to the break. Uh, If you're looking for something to do uh, this Halloween weekend, well, then you might be interested in the Halloween Fancy Dress Party taking place this Sunday afternoon from 4 until 6.30 at the Gourmet Food Parlour in Dunshockland with unlimited mimosas, Kia Royale cocktails, sharing platters and prizes for the best fancy dress. And if you pop over onto LMFM's Facebook or Instagram page right now or tune in to Sinead on the 11 to 1 
Gold Show tomorrow or Thursday. You'll have the chance to win a set of tickets for this great event. They're valued at €90. For more information, check them out. GourmetFoodParlor.com forward slash Halloween. It's all there. Tony Conlon, a motoring man, is on the line. Afternoon again, Tony. Thanks, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me on the show today. It's that time of the year. Irish Car of the Year is coming up. You have your vote for the various marks. Uh, how many? Yeah. How many have you shortlisted, Tony? Well, there's 37. Well, 37 in all. Yes, 37 in all. The shortlist will come down. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories. Yes, and there'll be one picked from each category, and then there'll be a final vote then, and the overall winner from that them categories. You know, so it could be very interesting, Jerry. Because it's a small category of the funky cat. Now, there's not too many funky cats around. That's a, a electric car made in China, and it's a lovely little thing. All right, then you've the MG4, another Chinese electric car, and the Volkswagen up another small German electric car. And then if you go into the medium-large, you have the Ionic 6, uh, world car already of the year, and uh, you have that up against the 408 Peugeot, Toyota Prius, and the Citroen, another Citroen EC4X electric car. And then when you come to the compact, Jerry, SUV, you have the Hyundai Kona, an excellent car there too, BMW X1, BYD Auto, Auto, Auto 3, Jeep Avenger, and Toyota Corolla, which is the S-Cross, is a good car. It's interesting. I think it's going to go to the wire between the Corolla and another Japanese, a Chinese car called the BYD that's distributed by Mercedes in Dublin, mm. MDL. And then you have the SUV medium category with the Mercedes GLC, the Renault Austral, the Toyota BZ4X, what a name, and the Alfa Romeo Tonale. I think the Austral Renault might do it there. The large MBCBV, you have the Mercedes-Benz EQE, the Nissan X-Trail, the Maxxis, uh, a 9. What could come out there, it could be the Nissan X-Trail. That's a very underestimated car, and it's a beautiful car, the Nissan X-Trail. Mm. Then in the luxury section, you have the EQS SUV, Mercedes. You have the BMW XM, the BMW 17 Series, 7 Series, the Audi. Q8, it's anyone's guess there what could happen, but I think Mercedes might pull that one off. And the performance car, finally, BMW M2, Polestar, and the Kia EV6 GT. Again, the EV6 GT is electric, the Polestar is electric, and it's it could be the Beamer or the Kia. Tell me this, in all the cars you've run across there in the various categories, if I was to pin Tony Connellan down now, you don't have to give them an nah. order, but if you were to pick three from all you've covered there, pick three cars that impressed you most this last year when you would be going for your shortlist. OK, well, look, I have to say the Ionic 6 definitely impressed me, and so did the new Kona impress me, and the BYD Auto. Uh, distributed by more distributors yeah. impressed me too and oh, oh that is uh, the, the small corner is available 1.2 petrol and a 1.6 hybrid it's, it's, it's a lovely car it's really really grown up uh, Jerry it's going to be extremely difficult but if I put I tell you the truth Jerry I haven't cast my vote yet yeah. and my mind could change but as I speak to you and to be honest with you I would probably be going at this moment in time with the Ionic 6 in for the overall, overall. and uh, okay. overall, possibly. Uh, the, the I, B, could, the I B, could be wrong. The BYD, of course, you reviewed that here with us and you've been writing about Build Your Dream. They are certainly making strides. I just get that impression. Yes, yes, uh, they are. 
There's no doubt at all about that. They're making strides and they'll be introducing more models as we saw you before. Uh, it's, do you know, Jerry? The, the amount of time we would want to say the distance some of these cars will go, the distance they won't go, mm. what's for. But if people are buying a car, do your research. You know, really sit down, look at the money you're going to spend, what are you going to get for that money, what kind of equipment, and they're going electric, what's the real world distance of it? We don't want this, you know, like real world to give some figures and they're not real at all. Like, you know, the truth which I'm not saying they're fibs around, but they're not, but when it comes to different temperatures and weather and winter, everything varies with electric. Uh, electric is definitely making the inways, there's no doubt at all about that. But just do your do your homework. And then ask yourself I suppose, are you ready for a jet? Like, you know, there's a cars around there, 1.2 petrol, keep you going for another couple of years, and you see the deals is out there at the moment, Jerry, it's amazing, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had Robbie Matthews from Western Motors and Nicky Smith from Smith's Draw in last week ahead of the Draw the Motor Show, which went very well for them, and they had a lovely good, day, good. Uh, thank God, and got plenty of leads, etc. hopefully ultimately sales. Robbie was talking about, you know, the, 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 the electric side of things and how that has grown, and of course they have Cupra in their stable now as well. And Nicky was just mentioning that from Smith's point of view, they're waiting for the new one to come early in the new year, the full electric, and they're pinning great hopes in that. So really the migration is 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 flowing towards electric, even though petrol and diesel are still there. Ah, yeah, like there's no doubt all about it. They're still there, and hybrids are still there. Like if you look at availability, remember the way cars were scarce there following the pandemic and all this sort of stuff. But uh, yeah. they've press releases here from Toyota showing like they have everything to kick off from January. Nissan, if you buy a new Nissan, for example, Qashqai X Trail or Prius, I think they will. If you buy one next year, you will get a new one free in 251. So there's all sorts of deals out there. But there's some, like, there's a new key, Jerry, and it starts off, it has a distance of 563 kilometres, and it's uh, it's the new EV9. And that car is starting off at 77,500 for a 7C version, and then there's a GT lines up from 85. There's a lot of stuff out there at the moment. And, of course, Nicky Smith, you mentioned with Nicky Smith, he will have the new transit custom uh, yes. probably in the showrooms before Christmas and then the tornado after that the nine seater and then there's going to be a camper version whether it'll come into Ireland or not I'm not sure but there's a lot happening Jerry. there's a lot happening it's moving at a massive pace you know yeah that Nissan 241 deal is that the one you just mentioned a moment ago there that deal that's they had that's right yeah yeah that's the one uh, that's the one I just saw that in uh, come into me here that's uh, it's by one to two four one, and we'll just see what models is. Is it again? It's the Duke, uh, Cascai E Power, and the X Trail. If you buy one of them in two four one, they give you one for nothing. To say in 251. There you so go. Exchange Bringing that, that deal back. Yeah, it was in a few years ago. So that is certainly uh, back uh, with Nissan. Um, question from a listener Would you ask Tony Conlon, Jerry, while you have him there, can electric cars be remotely controlled by car companies? I wouldn't think yes, so. Yes, yes. Can yes. they? Yes. They can. By your phone, yes. An app on your phone, yes. Oh, really? You can park, you can park them, yes. Oh, right. There's BMW, the new 5 Series BMW, you'd be able to do that when it's all electric. There is, yes. yes. So, but There's all sorts of apps and things happening, Jerry, yes. Yeah, no, but they're saying the car companies themselves. I think it's a bit of a conspiracy theory. When you buy a car, can the company come in and, you know what I mean, uh, remotely access your car? They, can they, Tony? Oh, well, Jerry, like, I'm not an IT expert, there's no doubt at all about that. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, they're reckoning some of these cars, big brothers looking at you. You know right. what I mean? There's, 
yeah. you, knows every move. Like, I know for a fact, if I drive a car for a week, that car can go back and can be plugged in and examined and any mistakes I made. I actually, I was at a car launch, the van launch, sorry, the Ford launch there before uh, I took a few days off and I was over in Germany at, and I was able to, I was given the number for an after me drive, an hour's driving or whatever, and I come back and gave me a number to an IT expert and he turned around, he put it, plugged it in, he said, uh, you had a sudden breaking. I said, yes, at such a point. And he said, yes, that's me, yeah. Uh, a, a, a woman pulled out straight in front of me in the car and yeah. I had to stick the van to the road. Mm. But they're able to tell you all these things. So your listener to ask that question, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be beyond this, you know what I mean? But mm. there has to be some law and regulation there too. Like there has to be uh, protection yeah. data and all this. Like it just, yeah. you know, I can't... Uh, so may, maybe they're not a million miles off the mark there, but I, I don't know. I, you know, to come in and, and examine your car and be able to do things like that for sure, but I don't, I don't see the purpose of them coming in uh, outside of that type of thing. You know, but I will tell you, when you're talking about technology, and people in LMFM will verify this, when I was driving a journey lately to Kilkenny, I took off and wasn't far from Dublin and the Puma the Ford Puma a message came up on the dashboard to say uh, you are tired and you need to pull in and take a rest the bloody car told me yes Yes. Amazing, Mercedes, isn't it? Yeah, Mercedes will actually put up a little symbol on the dash, a cup of coffee, the time to pull up and have a cup of coffee, you're tired. Yes. And I think that's, that's good. Oh, that's good. I mean, if you go over a line, like, you know, uh, the, the middle line, the white line, like, it, like it's, it'll pull you back, like, basically, mm, corrects you. Mm, so mm. Like, there's a lot of good things there, Jerry. And again, just, I hope you try to answer that question properly for your listener, but, but it's not beyond, the technology out there is phenomenal at mm, the moment. Mm. But phenomenal. I know, I, I don't think that the car companies will be coming in willy-nilly. I think it's what uh, Tony says there. For analysis, for stats, for, uh, say, repairs or things to be done on the car like that. But they'd hardly have somebody out there, you know what I mean, just coming in at oh, random no, no, and, no, and controlling no, your car. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. That, that was found out. If there was anyone doing that, it was found out. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, you know. while you're with me, um, something I wanted to raise with you. All the rain we've been having, Tony, and floods on the roads and uh, leaves down from trees and stuff like that. It really is a time to take care. What about driving flood conditions? You've just got to slow down, is it, and just be careful. Absolutely. If you see a flood on the road, for God's sake, don't drive through it until you see some fella going through in a tractor or whatever to see what the depth is, you know what I mean? Or or at least you can see the white line in the water and take the centre of the road, if that's the case, if it's shallow enough. But uh, like, don't don't jeez, don't go into uh, don't go into driving flooding conditions and make sure your tires just the same here now, lads. And last is that you have to check your tires and have the pressures right and have your tread right. And, and but no, what what? Uh, look, it's the time of year being try to be beware because there's branches on the road as you said, Jerry. There's pedestrians or cyclists moving out from the verge just a little bit more extra because of water and puddles and everything yeah. else. Yeah. So it's a whole time of being taken one's time yes. and that's that's no doubt all about it. and not chancing anything you know what I mean in relation to flooding or storm conditions and things like that yeah no very important at this time of the year to take care of the roads and with the conditions uh, we're experiencing so the Ionic 6 for Tony thinks will be his number one vote for car of the year he mentioned the Kona and the BYD as well but lots of fantastic cars out there to choose from if you're thinking of changing uh, with the new plates coming again in January Tony listen thanks for taking our call today. I know you're under a bit of pressure. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon.
Take care, Bye-bye. Tony. Bye bye. That's Tony Conlon there on Motoring Manners. On your late lunch today, 086 658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with us on the show. Back in a moment, we were talking yesterday about cures. Well, we have somebody with us next that has the cure. We were talking about cures yesterday on the show and we got many messages from you and messages about people who have the cure. And one of those who has a cure joins me on the line, Laura Joyce. Good afternoon. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show today. What have you the cure for, Laura? I have a cure of trisha the mouth and hoop and cough, but I only find out that one later on in life. And how did you discover that you had it? What what happened that you found out? Uh, my father died before I was born. He died in December and I was born in March. So once you're uh, you're born after your father dies, you um, you are you acquire a cure and I was always told I had cure of trush at the mouth and then as I said in later life someone said to me you know you have cure of the hooping cough but I never cured anyone a hooping cough yet anyway so but you have of thrush of the mouth yes I have when I was a child my mother had me curing a few people had she yeah yeah people used to come well yeah when if there was anyone with a it's uh, trush the mouth, and they used to call it years ago dirty mouth, sores in the mouth, especially yes. after antibiotics or something. Mm. Um, and people, uh, yeah, I've cured a few. Now, it happened for a long time, and then I, I did it recently enough, all right. And, and, and how do you administer the cure, do you mind me asking you? Uh, the person comes to, the ha- to your house, or you go to their house, three consecutive nights or days or whatever, three times in a row, and you... Um, you blow into the person's mouth uh, and you say three Hail Marys. And it has to be three times in a row. Really? So it comes back to the point I made yesterday when we were talking about it, uh, this thing about faith and belief. So faith and belief is involved in your cure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, once I suppose if you're given a, given a gift, you should use it. Isn't that right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just when you're... Uh, some parts of Ireland would be a little bit more traditional than others. But, yeah, once you're born um, with it, you're kind of told when you were a child. Anyone that knows cures, if they hear that you're born after your father dies, they'd always say to you, oh, you have a cure. So, yeah. And and would it be necessarily trush or could it be something else? No, it's it's usually just uh, trush of the mouth. It's just, it's, as I said, it's kind of sores of the mouth usually if someone like babies would get it and also say if someone had it after a, a long course of antibiotics and they just yeah it's just kind of their membranes are kind of weak and they get it kind of and it's hard it's an it's not it's a nasty enough thing so mm. it's um it's uh you know sore to eat and sore yes to, yes so, yeah, and and you've had success, of course you have, uh, as a yeah, young young yeah. girl, and more recently as well. Yeah, what a ter- what a terrific gift, may I say? Yeah, I, well, I think so. I suppose if, if you're given a gift, you should use it. Isn't yeah, that right? yeah, no, it's special. It really, really is. And are you saying to me that anyone who had, whose dad passed away before they were born has a gift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a gift that you're born with. There are some gifts that you can acquire, do you know what I mean? People can hand down, but this is, a, it's just, a, yeah, you're giving it, as I said, it's a, I know, probably an old tradition or whatever, mm. but yeah. 
Yeah. Do you do, do you publicise it? Be God, you're publicising it now today here with me on Late yeah, Lunch yeah. on LMFM Radio. But is, 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 it, is it people tell others that you have this and send them to you? Is that the way it works? Yeah, usually, mouth, yeah. usually it would be, uh, you know, you'd know someone else. As I said, it's not, nowadays, I suppose it's not that many people, but it depends. Look, at if you're into cures, people and know someone else that will tell you that you want to cure. My mother years ago, God rest her, used to get cure for hiatus hernia and for shingles and everything. I think if you're into cures, you'll go down the road of cures, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know there's people have wonderful faith in them and they've helped many people who've been at, oh, yeah. at desperation's door where, you know, conventional medicine hasn't been able to help them and suddenly, yeah. uh, you know, the cure steps in and, and that helps is. them for sure. Anyway, Laura, lovely to talk to you today. Thank All you right. so much for telling Thanks, your story Megan. to us. Take care of yourself. All right. Bye. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. 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 That's Laura Joyce there from Stamollin, um telling me about the cure of trush of the mouth, which she has. Very interesting. God almighty, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? The way it works when you see that. Um, Louise, just a little comment before we go to uh, uh, up towards uh, the hour at three o'clock. I saw, did you see the ad from PTSB, Permanent TSB? They're new ads. They're mm. all new ads. Oh, it's great. You should watch it. The strap line on the new ads. I love it. Permanent TSB. Altogether more human. Huh? Who comes up with these? Altogether more human. Does that mean they have more people answering the phones? Altogether more cashier? human. Permanent TSB. <sighs> I'd like to draw their attention to the fact that if you had a mortgage and you owed the money and couldn't pay them, or if you had a mortgage that they transferred to vulture funds, you know, things like that that happened, or, you know, tracker mortgage things, altogether more human. Mm. Who comes up with this stuff? Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw it and I went, Ugh. Yeah. Holy God almighty. Who are you cotton? Who is all cotton? You're not cotton me anyway. <laughs> Late Lunch LMFM Radio are heading up to top of the hour at three o'clock in the company of Anne Marie. You, you need the cure. You need the cure and you hear this song. This song's called Unhealthy. Well, your love is worse, worse than cigarettes, even if I had 20 in my hands. Just listening to Michael there about the Rugby World Cup expanding to 24 teams in the finals next time round. It's in Australia in four years' time, and then four years after that, it's in America. Is there much rugby union over there? I stand to be corrected, probably not much. But looking at the World Cup that's just gone by there, the group games are a waste of time. Some of the countries playing it just at not at the level of others. Really, the World Cup only got going in the last day, to be honest with you. And even the semi-finals with the draw were wicked. The way the seedings worked and everything like that, you couldn't be happy with it. If you're being absolutely honest, the last eight teams and barely eight there is. The unions and the different branches of the unions around the world need to bring more of the countries in to the. Uh, the regional tournaments and, and incorporate them in there and fund them and support them there. That's what's needed because uh, really, and it's sort of the same in the Soccer World Cup with many teams out there. The group things are, but in rugby in particular, it's particularly acute because rugby union is a minority sport in the world. It's only played in a, a small number of countries. So they really got to look at that next time round. Anyway, they're going to 24 at the next Rugby World Cup. Just want to throw my chuppers worth into the debate for what it is worth. Let me tell you again about the Sound Festival of Food and Culture happening from the 2nd to the 5th of November in Kells and County Mead. They're wonderful people over there. Full programme 
and uh, how you can book the information is on boynevalleyflavors.ie boynevalleyflavors.ie they have a wonderful lineup of uh, food and drink tasting cookery demos food safaris farm tours there's children workshops farmers markets long tables uh, suppers and panel discussions it's all happening in Kells from the 2nd to the 5th of November and I had a pair of tickets to give away today to the Red Chapel Sunday demonstration and that's happening on the 5th of November Sunday with the likes of Connor Spacey Paul Flynn from the Tannery Dennis Cotter from Paradiso in Cork etc well worth uh, checking out and I did ask you a very difficult question the Irish word for Kells is Kinanis Moore Kinanis Moore was looking for and uh, Kinanis uh, we put them all in the hat Mary Sweeney well done to you that pair of tickets is yours to go there and enjoy those demos on the 5th of November I'll have more tickets to give away to uh, that wonderful festival and we'll be talking about it here on Late Lunch with some of the participants and organisers on Thursday afternoon but at this time on a Tuesday it's this Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number four from this week in 1991. That's the year we're contrasting, concentrating on this week on the show. Countdown from five to number one on Friday. And this song, funny, isn't it just amazing? Penny's after dropping with me. It's about rugby union and me just throwing in me tuppence worth there. And honestly, <laughs> an old head like a sieve didn't make the connection till just now. But anyway, the number four from this week in 1991 is actually a theme song from the Rugby World Cup. You will remember it, I'm sure. It's sung by New Zealand operatic soprano Kiri Kanawa and recorded the song for the she recorded for the 1991 Rugby World Cup. It went to number four. That was its highest place in the UK singles chart. But a big hit it was and a fine song. Yes, here is Kiri and the world in union. World in Union, uh, Kiri Takanawa from the 1991 World Cup and number four in our top five countdown from this very week in 1991. I think of the words and I know it's a rugby and a sporting thing, but the World in Union, look at this world that we live in at the moment. I think of the Israelis who were slaughtered by Hamas. I've seen some of the videos. Oh my God almighty. And I think of the poor people in Palestine who have been slaughtered by bombs from the sky. Wrong, wrong. Never makes a right. Please. Ceasefire. Peace. World in union. A pipe dream at the minute. After the break, uh, Pretty in Pink, the staff of Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital, run, jog and walk for breast cancer. 
I'm down at the uh, Lord Stadium in Drogheda, the running track here, and it's bedecked in pink this evening. And Grania Millen, director of midwifery, is going to tell me why. So, Jerry, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and today we are raising funds and bringing awareness around anything to do with breast cancer. So, we are part, myself and Anya, uh, of a bigger group who have established a wellness committee for staff in the hospital. And we've had other events, but I suppose this is our main event for this month and we hope to raise lots of funds for a really good cause. Now, they're warming up here at the minute. What's going to happen this evening? Okay, so it's a three-kilometre, either walk, crawl or run around the track here at the Laird Stadium. And you have fantastic numbers. What a turnout from the hospital. And everybody here is hospital staff. Yes, everybody here is hospital staff, absolutely. Now, I see a few children who are potential midwives or nurses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's fun. It's about raising awareness, but through fun. She never leaves her work hat off. She's always thinking outside (laughs) the box, looking to the future. Anya Darren's here too, Deputy Director of Nursing. What's your role in all this? I've been involved in the Staff Wellness Committee. Um, My previous role was part of um, the Magnet for Europe project. And as part of that, we have a huge focus on staff wellness. So we started focusing on on, um, our staff wellness at the beginning of the summer. And we had women's health and men's health. And now this month, with it's been Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we decided to focus on breast cancer awareness. So we've had a lot of pink events across uh, October within the hospital. And as Ronya said, this is our main event now to raise some funds. And the the funds tonight are going to go to the Gary Kelly Centre and to the North Eastern uh, Regional Research Necrit. Oh, Necrit, yes. Well known to everybody who listens to to late lunch as well. In the hospital, you know, the oncology unit does tremendous work and the numbers there that go through every year are significant. But breast cancer for women... It's come a long way in terms of diagnosis, care, etc., hasn't it? It has indeed, absolutely. And, and even within our own staffing, we've had we've had several of our st- of our female staff who have who have had breast cancer and have survived, and they, they've been a great support for for events like this as well. Um, and I think the fact that we do have survivors and they're back at work and living living a good life is is a really good sign of the treatments that are there and the great the great work that our oncology department does. And Gronia, like when you look this evening at the commitment to this and the turnout, every Everybody understands what this is all about. May I say you both look splendid in your pink. Thank you very much. I suppose not just even breast cancer, but cancer affects everyone. You know, I'm sure there's every family here today has had either a loved one, you know, or someone that they know, a colleague that has been affected by cancer. So if there's anything we can do as healthcare professionals to help raise funds for research, for further treatments, then we'll do whatever we can. And I have to say, like, there's a huge turnout and this is outside of work hours. So these are staff who are committed to raising awareness around breast cancer this month but that have made a commitment that they are going to do their bit for research and for cancer awareness. Have you been doing much training? Um, I'm going to walk, Jerry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to run. I, do you see what I'm wearing? I'm wearing a big heavy pink coat and a jumper so no, it's a walk today, not a run for me. <laughs> Same question to you. Uh, I possibly would have a couple of months ago but no, I'll probably walk it this evening <laughs> but there's a few out there who look fairly serious so I'd say there might be a couple who might win a prize at the end. We have a couple of spot prizes and we also have the Marie Keating Foundation here as well who've come with their their van for information for staff and whoever can come along this evening which is great, great support. Have you set yourself a target at all? What would you like to raise? Well we've just just literally gone through €900 but... um, And that's just now? That's just now so we we hope to hopefully get get over the 1000 and maybe up to £1,200. We're going to leave the the QR code open for people to donate um, and even if they couldn't make it tonight that they can donate separately. How can people donate? Tell me, remind us how. 
Uh, well, they can contact either Anya or myself through our emails or to the hospital. And if they want to donate, we'll be more than happy to take the funds. Yeah, <laughs> even any anything, small or large, we'll accept any. This any is donation. a first, isn't it? This is a yes. first. This is the first time you've done this. It is, yeah. It absolutely is a first. And as I said, because of because we're focusing more on staff wellness in the, it, this year in particular, we hope to have more events like this, primarily for our staff, but also, as Gronya said, to raise awareness for the patients that we look after as well. Well, I can just paint the picture here, set the scene. Here they come by us <laughs> on the first lap of 3K. And, you know, most people, there are people there's, running, there's there are people walking. Well. Look at them. Don't they look fantastic? <laughs> what is that? A, a walking, living, <laughs> life-like flamingo. A life-size flamingo. Michelle Scanlon, GMM3, maternity unit in her pink flamingo. Yes, yes. Uh, everybody's got into the spirit of it this evening. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. And I said I'd just drop along to say hello to you and wish you well with it. And hopefully you'll raise as much money as you can. And let's hope this is the first of an annual event. Absolutely, Jerry, And we really appreciate you coming along to help raise awareness because it's 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 with people like yourself that, that supports events like this. And we're delighted to have you here. So thanks very much. Only too delighted to be here to yourselves good luck you better get out there and yep. get going as well Grania and Anya thank you very much thanks for very much Jerry thank, thank you thanks thank a million, thanks thank million thank Jerry you. wonderful that's it on late lunch today Eddie Caffrey's on his way see you tomorrow 1.30 I miss knowing what you're thinking and hearing how your day's been do you think you can tell me everything darling but leave out every part about him Right now you're probably by the ocean While I'm still out here in the rain With every day that passes by since we've spoken It's like Glasgow gets farther from LA Maybe it's supposed to be this Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.